along to the Three Amigos FBL podcast. I'm the Marple Curse and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars, you can find on Twitter at Mars05 and Kylie, who you can find at KylieFBL. Make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FBL. In this Getting to Know You mini-series, we have interviewed FBL managers from all over the world, as it's our mission to let our listeners get to know the people behind the FBL accounts we interact with each week. To do that, we've come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. With the amigos now, we have Adam, who you should all know and love from his Twitter account, at 35who. Um, Adam, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bear your soul to the FBL community? I am ready, if slightly nervous. <laughs> we like them when they're nervous. Excellent, we like that. Go on, Kylie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be nervous, just relax. It's like, you know, it's like the first party you went to when you were shouldn't have drunk, but you did, and that can't be far away for you, right? Like It must have been about two years ago. <laughs> I was, was going to say what you mean yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. See, he's fresh. We love that. All right, we'll start you off with an easy one, Adam. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, as you've already heard, my name is Adam. I'm uh, on the slightly younger side, I guess. Uh, I'm 22 years old. I used to live sort of in Surrey, which is a county south of London in England. Uh, I now live in North London. Um, I, I don't know, I guess my Twitter handle is at 35who, which is born out of a terrible, terrible pun based on a football formation. And uh, when I came up with it, I never sort of expected anybody to have any interest at all in anything I said. So I didn't think I'd have to constantly explain the terrible pun to people like your good self. Um, but now I find myself regretting making that decision every single day. Um, yeah, I guess in terms of a little bit more about myself, uh, at the moment I just started my first ever actual adult proper job uh, last week, which is quite exciting. I love uh, the way you describe it as an adult job. That adult was, uh... job, yeah, as opposed <laughs> well, to the children's one. <laughs> it's brilliant, well, absolutely you, brilliant. I'm sure you know what I mean, though, but like, where you have to actually pretend like you know what you're doing, and people come to you with questions, mm. and you're supposed to know the answer. It's kind yeah. of scary. Adam, Kylie might still remember. I just that, and I don't think Don even remembers what, what you're talking about. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what I do on my job every day. <laughs> Pretend I know what Nothing I'm doing. Nothing has changed. <laughs> no, yeah, so, um, so yeah, that's, it's been a pretty hectic couple of weeks for me. But, uh, but yeah, I guess, like, obviously, obviously I like football. We all like football. Uh, other things I enjoy doing, are, I'm a bit of a podcast nerd in general, not just fine podcasts like yours, obviously. But uh, I listen to a lot of, <laughs> I was going to say, get get the rubber stamp in there. Um, but I listen to a lot of American politics podcasts. I'm a bit of a politics nerd, I guess. So, uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I'll, oh, put it, I'll put in before Mars jumps in, but what, what American politics podcast do you actually listen to, just as a matter of interest? Um, well, what do I listen to? Pod Save America. Mm. I listen to uh, the Political Gab Fest by Slate. Uh, and the New York Times is a daily podcast. They're like my three sort of top. 
it's funny enough there i listen to about three or four as well but democracy now will be one i would listen to and the intercept or they is another good one as well um okay they're excellent podcasts they're the on does anyone want to explain what politics is to kylie <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, normally when me and Don talk about politics, you go, I don't care about politics. I don't. I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> well, I don't care about British or English politics or whatever, or Irish politics for that matter. I don't even or care about Australian politics. So you don't <laughs> well, care about politics. You just proved yeah. this point, Riley. <laughs> so, but he said, "What is politics? I know what politics." Yeah. Okay. All just... right. Go on, go on, Mercy. Go on. Right, Adam. So we we figured out that we're actually neighbours. You know, North London, North West London. So it's good to have. Uh, we have to catch a game at some stage. But oh, uh, now, it's good to have you on. We've been chatting for a while. But um, so uh, this is one of our new questions, and we really like it. So if you weren't human, which animal would your personality match best with, and why? So who's your uh, you know, uh, spirit animal. Spirit animal, I believe, is what you're looking for there, Mark. The spirit animal, yes. This was actually my favourite question to think of. I spent like a good sort of 15 minutes thinking about it, and I think I came up with the best answer I could. I think my spirit animal is a meerkat. Oh, love it. Brilliant. I love meerkats. I love meerkats. <laughs> I was going to say, I've loved meerkats since I was... Um, I don't know if you ever saw a TV show called Meerkat Manor. Mm, yep. It, it was like a sort of documentary that followed this family of meerkats and yeah, I, I loved watched this, it yeah. all the time, all the time when I was younger. But, so yeah, I sort of thought meerkats look a little bit weird, but they sort of look a little bit naive and innocent and I think that's probably how I look, I guess. <laughs> um, obviously meerkats do a great Russian accent from obviously. the uh, comparative person. The Russian accent is the one accent I can do pretty well. Um, are you going to for us? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Start, I'll start you off. I'll start you okay. off. Okay. Um, wait, uh, wait. Uh, uh, no, I, I only know how to, I, want, I wanted to know if I could... Uh, oh, Cagdilla, Cagdilla, Adam. Hello, my name is Adam. I am from Mother Russia. I, <laughs> I live in Moscow for six years. <laughs> He's got the R, right? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <Old> R. <laughs> Maybe that tells you more about the quality of my other accents than anything else. It had an excellent Dracula kind of quality about it. I just kind of just imagined Emery. I'm sorry. I know you're an Arsenal fan, but you know that combination together, it was potent imagery. You would pass on an extra for an allergy show. Can I ask, on the topic of meerkats, do you just like ever rise out of your seat and just kind of peer over the top of, you know, anything? Because that's like meerkatting. I use meerkat, to meerkat is a verb, you know, where you just kind of like hear something and you just kind of perk up. I do that at work all the time. I do sometimes get the little thing like where my ear will like slightly twitch and I'll like turn around and sort of, yeah, like you say, sort of as if my head is popping out of one of their little holes or something like that. And suddenly yeah, I'm meerkatting. So yeah, you no, can yeah. add that into your, your day-to-day, your meerkatting. 
I'm uh, I'm imagining um, Adam in his adult job, you know, if it's a cubicle <laughs> office or exactly. something. Exactly, over the like... cubicle. <laughs> and that is where it happens more than anywhere else, is in yeah. work when you're meerkatting over the edge to yeah. check in on your neighbor in the, the next cubicle over. See what's going on. Uh, Adam, question three is, how and when did you first get into FBL and football in general? I know that uh, about your Arsenal love, of course. Uh, yeah, so I guess football in general is probably slightly easier to explain because I was sort of growing up at the time of the, quote, good Arsenal as opposed to the current Arsenal that, uh, that I'm forced to support now. Uh, so, yeah, I sort of grew up watching uh, Freddie Lundberg, Patrick Vieira, Thierry Henry. These are just, like, my favourite players growing up. And it's almost sort of when you're first discovering football at that age, it's hard not to fall in love with players who play so well and such beautiful football, such really nice attacking football. And the fact that we were winning didn't really hurt either. Um, and also the thing that amazed me when I, because obviously I was pretty, pretty stupid when I was seven or eight and sort of first really getting into football. So I genuinely thought that Arsenal was named after Arsene Wenger. I couldn't, get it out of my head that he was called Arsenal. <laughs> the was called Arsenal. It, was, it was genuinely... Seems logical well, that's for a seven-year-old. It, so it made so much sense mm. at the time. And then looking back on it, obviously, you sort of think, God, what an idiot. Um, so, Adam, yeah. I, I, I used to be a big wrestling fan until my old man told me that it was fake. And I still remember that conversation we had and how it destroyed me and how I was begging him to tell me that football was not fake. <laughs> so how did you feel? How did you feel when somebody told you Arsenal is not named after Arsenal? I think, to be honest, I was slightly confused at first because I thought, "Well, that can't be true." You know, he's been managing the club for so long, and, and then it's sort of it's, it's sort of a little bit like it's not like when you realise that Father Christmas isn't real. It's more like when you realise the Tooth Fairy isn't real. Sorry to break that to any listeners who hadn't yeah. realised that. Kylie, the Tooth Fairy is. What not do you real. mean? It's a get-rich-quick scheme. What are you talking about? I still leave them under there. No, if I start losing teeth at this stage, I'd be worried. I was going to say, I'd be really concerned if you're still leaving, losing teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely would be a bit odd. So tell us about your FBL addiction anyway. How did you get into that? Uh, so I sort of first started playing in any capacity back in 2012, 2013. Um, but I remember that was... That's obviously my worst ever finish but I think I sort of gave up halfway through and started picking players based on letters of their name and all sorts of like who I thought had good haircuts or sound strategy yeah something like logical stuff like that <laughs> um but then it was sort of in the 2014 so Giroud season, must have been the captain of your team I mean come on I mean if he was playing now he would be in with a bullet for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> obviously first choice <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess it was sort of 2014-15 when I sort of started taking it in, taking it a little bit more seriously. But um, I don't really think I started listening to podcasts and uh, that kind of thing until maybe a couple of seasons ago. Uh, and then last season, I guess, was my first real immersion into the um, into the Twitter community, and that sort of came about through uh, podcasts like FML, FPL, and I think. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember the other one that I listened to first. I think it was FML FDL was probably the first FDL dedicated podcast I listened to. And then through that, I sort of 
heard about the magical world of Twitter. And, uh, and yeah, I guess I haven't really looked back since. Brilliant. Excellent. And if you were giving tactical advice to someone who's just starting out their FPL career, what would that be? Um, I guess it would be fundamentally at the end of the day just to remember it's all a game and don't take it too seriously. Uh, obviously, winning is fun, but if you're finding it too much or too stressful or you don't know what to do, just like just take a break, take a breather, relax. Um, and yeah, I guess I think something I've definitely tried to do more this season is just pick fun players. Like um, a couple of weeks ago, I decided to bring in Gabriel Jesus, even though there's obviously all the rightful fears about Pep Roulette and he's never really been a consistent starter. But as a player, I just think he, I quite like him. He looks, he looks really happy and a little bit like a baby at the same time. So I quite like him as a player. So I thought, yeah, I'll just bring him in and have a bit of fun. And it so happened that he scored a goal uh, he scored a goal in his first game for me and didn't do anything in the next game, but then I sold him the week after and thought, well, well I had fun with him whilst I lasted. So, yeah, I think definitely that would be my number one piece of advice for anyone starting out, is just just enjoy did, yourself. Did you basically use your meerkat um, affection for um, to basically pick up Gabriel Jesus because he looks like friendly and kind of happy and, you know, like a meerkat? <laughs> it's That's continuing all the way through. That's a good point. I feel like I should be lying down on like a Shay Lounge and you should be counselling me right now. I'm finding out things about <laughs> yeah. stuff I didn't even know. And I feel like he should have a twirly moustache. It's Movember. So, you oh, know, he cool. could be like twirling his moustache while, while giving said <laughs> advice. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Kylie, it's good you bring it up because I believe Adam is doing the noble cause of Movember. That was been an unintended segue, but a good one. I think he's been challenged by the community that he, you know, might not be, might not uh, have uh, sufficient facial hair to to grow a beard or a moustache. <laughs> but I think he's trying to prove them wrong. And yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you uh, a bit to to plug your your noble cause, mate. Uh, thanks very much. Um, so yeah, I on it's my pinned tweet at the moment. So if you go to at three five who, uh, all spelled out in words. Uh, so yeah, I decided to try and raise some money and raise some awareness for men's health, uh, testicular cancer and men's mental health primarily. Because, um, yeah, I guess I suppose it's recently become a bit of a joke. There are a few people who uh, I interact with a lot on Twitter who talk about how baby-faced I am and how I can't really grow facial hair. And I thought... <coughs> Tom, of... Tom from Who Got That Assist? Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't want to mention the name, but Tom. <laughs> I'll throw him under the bus, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, but yes, yeah, so I thought I'd try and put that sort of banter and jibing to good use and try and, uh, try and raise some money for charity at the same time. But yeah, I mean, if anyone can find my pinned tweet and donate, if they've got any money at all, or even just a retweet and sharing it around, all uh, will help spread the message. And it's all for a good cause at the end of the day. Brilliant. Yeah, it's a brilliant cause. Well done, mate. We'll, uh, we'll retweet it from that account. And from, I'm sure we'll do it from our individual accounts as well. So back, back to FPL, in these... In these uh, young five years, what's been your best memory? Um, well, when I was thinking of this, I think it was two that stuck out, and it's always linked to like a random punt I sort of did. So two years ago, I triple captained Petacek in a double game week. I have no idea why, um, but he got two clean sheets and My two bonus God. points. 
and it was obviously the only time Arsenal kept clean sheets that season. So I got extremely <laughs> lucky there. Um, or alternatively, it was the last day of last season, actually. Uh, I decided on a, on a whim to bring in Andros Townsend and captain him just for fun. Uh, and it, he scored, which even though it was probably, I don't think it was as good as some of my other players do, or did rather, you know when you when one of your risky decisions pays off like that, it sort of makes you feel so good. Um, to the point yeah. now where anytime I type and on my phone, it auto corrects to Andros in all capitals as I was frantically texting my mate. <laughs> <laughs> the perils of life as an FPL manager, I think that happens <laughs> for lots of us with so it's, many. Uh, it's, it's so true, especially when, when Aguero used to be the Aguero. Whenever I type Aguero, actually, <laughs> at puts least a few O's at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And the opposite kind of of that is number six is if you could reverse one decision or move you've ever made in FPL, what would that be? Uh, it's got to be Martial. In, do you remember Christmas last season when Man United suddenly started doing really well and it was Martial and Pogba in particular were proving pretty good value assets mm. and I brought in Martial a little bit late I was late to that bandwagon and then he got injured immediately after I brought him in for a minus four and there was something that has ever since then it's just sort of alienated me against him I don't know why it's like I, it, we all this talk about Man United potentially being good assets at the moment um when we're recording this, I can't go anywhere near Martial ever after that. Yeah, and he doesn't even, he doesn't look much like a meerkat either. There's nothing kind of of those features. <laughs> no, You're exactly. just determined, yeah. <laughs> exactly, he's not cute at all. No, indeed not. Okay, so aside from uh, moving along from the meerkats uh you're the boss at fpl for one day and you can change one rule or feature in the game what would it be i think i'd like to sort of restructure it in a way that more defensive midfielders and box-to-box midfielders got more points or if they could rework the point system so it rewarded tackles more or interceptions a bit like um some fantasy draft games have their points structured. Something like that, I think. Just so it adds a bit more variety to the player pool that we can choose from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think Sky does that. Um, does fans, does FBL fantasy do that? I don't think they do, but I know Sky does, and maybe other draft games, yeah. No, it makes mm. sense, because then you'll have, like you said, you increase the pool of players, and then people will be picking up like, the likes of Fabino and Kante a bit more. Yeah, exactly. And those are the sort of players I was thinking about. Like I was watching the Arsenal-Leicester game at the weekend and thinking, indeed, he is a really, really dynamic, impressive player. But he's never the kind of person that you are going to consider for an FPL team. Oh, Adam, I, you, you, don't, you don't know me long enough, do you? I used to be a... <laughs> I always have a strange pick, especially on wildcard, a 4.5 that hardly plays or may, might score one screamer like an Okaka or... Uh, I can't say so many, and indeed he was one of them once. Unfortunately, oh, really? the period that I had, I don't think he ever scored. But I remember him scoring afterwards, and after that, people always would tweet me within when whenever indeed he scored, which was the <laughs> once or twice, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> right, Adam, um, describe yourself as an FBL manager in three words. 
Um, this, this I found really, really difficult. I guess the first word would be schizophrenic. Um, and then the kind of next two sort of follow on from that, I guess, a little bit, in that I think I'm, I try and be logical, but at the same time, I also have really emotional tendencies. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, schizophrenic, logical, and emotional. It sounds but, very confusing well, that's in your head. It is. That's why I put sort of schizophrenic first up because I, I, I flip quite a lot between being emotional and either being reactionary in what we were talking about uh, relating to Martial and just being alienated by a player or something what we were similar to how we, I was talking about Jesus and if I love a player, I just absolutely have to have them. Um, and then logical... There are times when I'm able to sort of calm myself down and sort of put my big boy pants on and realize, yeah, okay, maybe maybe I am being a little bit silly at this point. So we have a lot of time between now and the next game week, of course, with the international break. What are your tactics when you're setting up your game week team? Um, and one of like when do you typically make those transfers, captain decisions, etc.? I think we've all sort of learn at this point that midweek or if there are midweek games sorry doing early transfers are really really dangerous um and i think it was was it the 2012-13 season where everyone got on sort of charlie austin he had been really really good the week before and then he had a season-ending injury midweek i think that was i think that was a couple of seasons ago uh so yeah, since then I've learned if there's midweek games or like we are now in an international break, just it's it's always safest just to hold off uh, because you never know what can happen over an international break. Um, I guess personally at this stage, with I'm at the sort of point where I'm quite happy with my team. I think there's no glaring issues. Um, I guess I'm a little bit. I've got. Uh, Matt Loughton and Raheem Sterling, who I'm sort of a little bit watchful over. I've got a, I've got half an eye on them, maybe moving them after the break, but it's not at the point where I'm thinking, okay, these guys have absolutely got to go. So, um, so yeah, in general, I think over the international break, it's just best to sort of hold fire, monitor for fitness and health factors more than anything else, and keep an eye on the South American players especially because they're travel times always tend to mess things up for me. So you mentioned previously that you're a bit sort of schizophrenic uh, and logical. So, I mean, that's an interesting combination. And I guess I'm kind of wondering how that impacts your decisions in terms of whether you'll take hits or, you know, risky lineup or captaincy decisions. You sort of mentioned that you'll kind of go with someone like Jesus for a bit of a laugh. So... How would you say that you're definitely more a risky manager in that regard? Yeah, I think um, if I've if I'm on a couple of good weeks, I allow myself that uh, that more risky move. It's sort of how like if you go to the gym, you feel less bad about having a piece of cake in that <laughs> way. That's sort of how I treat my FPL uh, my FPL style. If I'm doing if I'm if I feel like I'm on a bit of a hot streak, I'll back my back my decisions a little bit more and allow myself to go for those risky transfers. 
Um, I, I definitely try and avoid minus fours and minus eights when I'm on a string of red arrows because that's that's sort of when your decision making isn't at its best. I don't think, and you're you might not be thinking clearly or making decisions. Uh, you're getting a bit trigger happy or a bit. Um, everything can be a bit knee jerky. If that makes sense. Wise head on young shoulders there, Adam. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, um, I think, I feel like I know the answer for the next question. But we'll ask <laughs> yeah. it anyway. Instead of the Dean, shall we just call it the Anthony Martial? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably better. <laughs> yeah, so is, is there anybody else along with Martial? Or would you, for example, pick Spurs players? Or would that stop you being an, being an Arsenal fan? Um, I guess the only sp- my most hated Spurs player in general is Eric Dyer, but he's not really a fantasy consideration, so I never really have to cross that bridge. Um, obviously, yeah, Martial. I can see why he can or, annoy you. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it's that. all in the name. It's all in the name with him. Yeah, and he's just got a very he's just got a huge head. And <laughs> yeah, his head really annoys me. I don't know. He's just one of the right things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah I guess maybe the only other person who sort of annoys me is uh, PVA it's not even that he annoys me it's more that I always think he's overpriced like every single season I think he comes in about 0.5 too high even though he's got great attacking potential I just there's something about his price that always annoys me so I never end up picking him yeah, he's a bit overpriced or something for a Crystal Palace player. He doesn't. Uh, it's if he was playing for another team, you could definitely see him being that price tag, but it just doesn't appeal. Um, and mm. even at the end of the season, he could Hash, well look like he's worth no it. No disrespect to Crystal no, Palace. No disrespect <laughs> to Crystal Palace. Exactly. Yeah. Before we hear from from our Crystal Palace fan listeners, uh, next question up we have. I'll give these two to you, um, one after the other. But it's uh, what do you like best about being part of the FPL community, Adam? And uh, do you actually know anyone from the community in real life before meeting in a community gathering? That is, is there anyone uh, an unexpected neighbour perhaps from the community? Um, on that last point, I think the closest I've ever come to actually meeting someone in real life was when I was sat on a train and I noticed, I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys when you're on public transport, but someone next to you is doing their FPL team. And I noticed someone on my train was doing, like setting their lineup. And I was so desperate to talk about like fantasy football team, <laughs> but I'm too much of a sort of, I'm too much of a meerkat, I guess. I'm too nervous. Uh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Did you pop your head up and look? Did yeah, you pop, was... pop your head up? You <laughs> like sneak up, sneak up under the seat and then like poke my head up. Stealth mode. Um, oh. Yeah, I guess the best thing, my favourite thing about the FPL community is the people. At the end of the day, it's um, we we talk about football a lot, we talk about fantasy a lot, but I've had so many conversations with so many different people from all around the world about a bunch of random topics like uh, TV shows or films or anything like that. And we only really ever started talking because of FPL and because of the FPL community. Um, and I think it's a great place to like, it's a really supportive place at times. Obviously, like all aspects of the internet, there are those people you'd rather not talk to and you'd rather not interact with. But I think I've been quite lucky in that a lot of my 
followers seem to be really really nice people and you know if you're ever having a down day there's always people out there who are willing to help and willing to talk to you and just willing to have a laugh really at the end of the day I think yeah no that's that's a great point tell us um so you you're a correspondent for the planet boys right yeah how, how did that come about and do, do you enjoy it yeah um it was I started listening to them very, very early on, uh, just where basically as soon as they started. And I think I was interacting with James on Twitter all the time, and he sort of DM'd me saying, oh, I've got this idea that I talked about in the most recent podcast, or in the latest podcast that they had released at the time. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, and he, that was when he first sort of floated the idea of doing this correspondence thing. And uh, I've always wanted to get into football writing and sort of, journalism and that kind of thing so uh so it was the ideal opportunity and ever since then i mean the work that those guys do is amazing what's wrong with and the amount of podcasts i don't know how they have time or the energy oh it's, the it's crazy it's fair, fair play to these guys yeah no fantastic yeah, it's unbelievable work. yeah absolutely um so speaking about the community uh who were the first five fpl accounts that you followed and still follow on twitter uh, the first one I ever followed, um, I think I mentioned them earlier, the FML FPL podcast. Uh, they they were the first. They, I definitely remember they were the first I listened to, and they're for sure the first I followed. I think I then followed FPL Coach. Um, Good friend yeah, of the show. Good friend yeah, of the podcast. Yeah. FPL Coach and. I think it's another podcast as well. Yeah, I think it was uh, Always Cheating, the Always Cheating podcast. They're there. They're an early board. Uh, I was on board with them early. Um, obviously, the official FPL account, but I don't really know if that... Does that qualify? Does that qualify as an FPL account? Yeah, that does, yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's funny, because when I was scrolling back through a lot of my, my early Twitter accounts, it's all sort of... I, I realised clicking on them, it's all accounts I've muted now. So it's like, <laughs> Sky, like a lot of the official Sky accounts and all those kind of things. And I, I've always just, I've always just ended up muting them. Uh, sorry, uh, you're back. <laughs> we should get back onto the actual question. Um, the other two are uh, FPL Fun Shop. I don't know if you, if you guys know who he is. He's a Man yeah. City fan. Uh, I do. Yeah. And uh, Fancy Football Fix. Obviously, just for the price change, just got to get on, got to get on them early. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No. Five minutes. Mix there. Yeah. And yeah, some mix still definitely. key key members of the the community as well. I was going to say, I think it's because that was quite early on when I created my account, and it was only sort of in the last year where I sort of began interacting more with the people behind the big account. If that makes yeah. sense. No, absolutely. And I think that's probably the case for most of us when we were starting out. You're just sort of dipping your toe in the, the pool and trying to figure out who knows something about FPL. We're, we're all Twitter meerkatting, is what you're saying. That's pretty much exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's I a feel meerkat like moment all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I am sometimes. When I'm, like I'm, uh, if I'm in a meeting and I just pop into Twitter, see what's going on, 
see that man of these going around and I'll just switch off. Oh, I swear when a certain Don uses his other account that nobody knows about, that's on Twitter. <laughs> secret, secret meerkat. That's a yeah. meerkat moment. He's just popping his head in and <laughs> causing mayhem and disappearing. Sometimes I do it by accident. And uh, <laughs> people are going, who's this guy and why is he talking like he knows me? Oh, <laughs> 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 So, um, Adam, um, I'm guessing this is going to, well, I'm guessing it's going to be an Arsenal player, but it could be, uh, you could surprise me. If there was a player, past or present, that you would have in your team, who would that be? Uh, it is an Arsenal player. Perhaps not the one that you'd be expecting. Um, it was RVP, the uh, probably oh, okay, yeah. That's what I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say on Yeah, so was I. Oh, uh, no, it's because the season just before he joined United, he was just such a reliable player to score goals. And it was, I could sort of allow myself to have him in if he's in an Arsenal, if he's appearing on my fancy football team in an Arsenal shirt, I can allow myself to have him in and forget the fact that he was a total snake and betrayed us and badmouthed the club publicly. And have you forgot- for a- yeah, have you forgiven arrival. him though? Because I've, I like, oh. I- it does, uh, it does kind of sting a little bit, like the, especially the fact that he went there and won a league title. It's kind of, a, I, I'm surprised. I was thinking, were you going to say RVP because in your age group he probably is the kind of, uh, you know, he was obviously phenomenal for them for for a good number of years. But it does sting when they move on to Man United. So I'm kind of surprised in some ways. Oh God, I haven't forgiven him. I remember, I remember the day I found that I had a copy of his, uh, his biography or his autobiography or something like that just in the attic I burnt it I physically burnt it <laughs> I, I don't like him as a person uh, at all but if we're talking strictly fantasy he would definitely be the past player I would have <clears throat> very good yeah um, and tell me this one complete sw- uh, change of pace here you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite any three people living or dead who are they and what food or drink are you putting in front of them um, so there's three people, uh, Arsenal related, or at least one of them is. Arsene Wenger would be one, uh, because he's such a, he speaks so well about football, but also about things outside of the game. Like he's clearly quite an intelligent guy. Uh, he's French, so he'd bring good wine, that's for sure. I reckon mm. he knows a nice bottle of Merlot. Um, the second person would be Michelle Obama because I think she's quite, obviously she's really intelligent and she's had such an amazing life experience, but she also seems really fun as well. Like she seems like she'd be able to have a laugh and share a good joke. Um, and then the third person would be Frankie Boyle. Uh, partly as a bit of a wild card. I'd like to see how he'd interact with those, with those other two guests I'd invite. Um, I have I no idea who that is. Oh, you do. He's a, a Scottish comedian, but he's he's uh, yeah he's liable to come out with Anton. Um, he's oh, yeah, he, that is. He's he's a bit of a yeah. He can be very controversial. Um, but I read his autobiography ages ago, and he grew up in an area of Scotland that had a lot of sort of hardships, and then he worked his way up to being one of the most sort of prominent comedians on the BBC for quite a while mm. um, and also he likes football uh, and I think he I think even though he can over sort of 
cross over the line, step over the mark a little bit every now and then. I think he's quite funny as well. Um, so yeah, those are my two guys. Yeah, but com- comedians are allowed to do that, you know. Otherwise, there's yeah, no, no point. Absolutely. Yeah, good um, old Frankie. And then in terms of food, I went for a three-course meal, obviously, because you you can't invite Michelle Obama and just microwave. Eat at McDonald's, like no. That. Exactly. So um, for the starter, I'd have some tapas, like some Spanish tapas. A bit of chorizo in there, um, that kind of thing. Then for main course, it would have to be pizza because I love pizza. Pizza is my favourite food by far. Um, and then for dessert, it would be pecan pie with vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. Full mix there. I was going to say um, pecan. That pecan, interesting. Oh, I'm a big pecan fan of pecan pie. pie. Lovely. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I was going to say, it comes across as an old man food, so I was surprised the young one picked it up. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you said, a wise head on the, uh, young shoulders, you know? Yes, yes. I'm just waiting to age into my personality. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, if your house was on fire and you could only save one non-living item, what would you grab? Um, I think it, it would be my phone, because then I could call the fire brigade tell them my house is burning down and then I'd have the opportunity to save more items. No, you can only save one item. Yeah, but if I call, if I save my phone and call the fire brigade and they can't, you can't, out the fire, you can't no. trick, you can't no. trick, you can't the, trick question. the question. Oh, so oh, it's oh, either oh, your phone or nothing. Uh, okay. Um, He's a cute whore, this meerkat, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, wily <laughs> meerkat trying to shaft us here. No. Firm rules. Okay. Okay, I guess in that case I would take, I'd ditch my phone and take out my laptop. Uh, because that's got, it's got loads of photos, it's got loads of family photos, loads of childhood photos on there. It's got a lot of movies on there as well. Uh, and I can connect the internet through it. So I wouldn't be long without Twitter. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, well, it's, it seems a, a, a more worthwhile choice. That's you, Maris. So, um, yeah. Do you, I was just uh, I was waiting for him to finish. Uh, do you have any special skills? No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Adam, Maris can never admit. He never admits when he's doing nothing wrong. It's a good guy. What do you mean? I'm the one who always admits. I'm, I admit that I'm in a taxi when recording instead of saying I'm in a recording yeah, studio. You I admit that I'm in the middle of a tree. With people, with people spitting on my face. I don't admit. Bavaria. <laughs> I was. I just forgot which question I was on. So. Anyway. Anyways, Adam, um, do you have any special skills? I used to be good at swimming. Well, I still can swim, obviously. Uh, I used to be quite good at swimming, though. I used to do that competitively. Um, I'm quite good at crosswords. When you say you used to, when you say you used to, is that when, when you were 10? When he was very young. <laughs> <laughs> when I was even younger than I already am, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I sort of, um, I stopped when I was 15, I think, because I tore both ligaments in my knee. Uh, and that put me out for a while. And then uh, then I ever really got uh, back into it. I'm trying to think of a famous footballer who had a really bad injury and then never really recovered. But no, yeah, I... I sort of just fell fell out of it and then never really cared to get back into it. Um, 
What about the champion of table tennis in Portugal at the age of seven or whatever? (laughs) I was going to say, um, I am quite good at table tennis. And as you say, in 2004, I did win the championship of Portugal in table tennis. Albeit, I have to caveat that by saying there were only two other participants, my (laughs) sister and my dad. And I'm pretty sure they let me win. Was this like in a campsite in Portugal or something? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the championship of Portugal. <laughs> I don't know how you knew that, but it was actually in a in like one of those little holiday centres in Portugal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like me, you, and Phil, who's Hindu monkey, needs to need to have a little tournament. Tell you what, we'll take a taxi to Sheffield because we're next to each other, and we'll expense yeah. it on Phil. Because he likes to do that. <laughs> Good idea. Um, well, let's move on to our penultimate question, which is, uh, what is your favourite band, your favourite music, and what show are you currently watching on TV? I have the kind of music taste that people who really like music hate, because I will listen to anything and everything. Like um, my Spotify playlist, uh, I, I was listening to the music before we started recording and it switched from Queen to uh, Kendrick Lamar to the Jonas Brothers in three consecutive <laughs> tracks. Um, I guess I'm going to say my, my favourite band. It, I don't know if they're my favourite band, but I am going to see the Jonas Brothers when they come and tour in London uh, next year. So I guess I guess that makes sense. They're the only band, or they're really? the most. Well, I, why band. do I have this impression that only girls follow these guys? I don't even know what they sing. I don't even know any of their songs. I don't. I'm guessing but... Adam's probably part of the minority in their fan base. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you're like me at a One Direction concert, basically. Uh, to be fair, I like One. I used to like One Direction as well. I feel like you guys have quite similar taste in music. Adam, Adam, this is not a joke. This is not a joke, and could be a first time admission on uh, on uh, the Three Amigos and JT Co- J- uh, getting to know you episodes. But and and this is a true story. So I, um, I've got a close cousin that she came over from Dubai. She was staying in London, and she has two little girls. And she said, "Look, we're here for two days. We're going to One, D- one Direction concert." Do you want to come? Will you see me? And, we'll, you know, we'll spend time with the girls. I was like, yeah, definitely. What I didn't realize is she had friends front row seats. So there is a older man walking by himself, you know, my complexion, you know, Arabic, brown, whatever. You know, you can imagine all the security cameras were on me. There's this weird guy walking by himself to a 1D concert. <laughs> However, they rocked and I loved it. <laughs> Could you just imagine you... Absolutely jamming out to One Direction uh, there. Kylie, when I was stuff. walking to the concert, I was sweating because I was thinking if I was security, I would have stopped me by now. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? And I didn't have a ticket on me at the time because I was meeting my cousin, right? So I was like, oh my God, like, if I get stopped, it's <laughs> oh super shady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Anyway, but yes. Got it. <laughs> So your TV um, show you're currently watching, or favourite movie as well? Um, favourite movie, I really like comedies. Uh, a couple of my favourites are Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I think those are probably two of my favourite comedies. Um, I like comic book movies as well, so all the Marvel stuff. 
Um, and The Dark Knight as well. I think The Dark Knight is a great film. Mm. Um, TV shows. I think everybody, everyone listening needs to go and watch Succession. Uh, oh, that on, sounds good, actually. I haven't watched on, it yet. Yeah, it's amazing. I think in America it's on HBO and over here in the UK it's on Sky. It's on what is it about? The, um, it's about... I'm trying to think. It's a media company uh, owned by this family, a little bit like the Murdoch family, I guess. Um, and it's all about the sort of internal manoeuvrings about who's going to take over as head of this company after the father of the family. Uh, in the first episode, it's not much of a spoiler. Uh, he has an illness that makes everyone realize they're going to have to start thinking about who takes over after him. And mm. so it sort of follows on from the internal family dynamics around that. It sounds quite serious, but which it is in a way, but it's one of the funniest shows as well. It's so hilarious. And there are so many great sort of memes and screenshots and gifts that you can pull out of it because the dialogue is written so well. It's, uh, it's amazing. I think everyone should watch it. Mm. Meanwhile, did you know that uh, Mars didn't know that Murdoch was Australian? Oh, yeah. That's, I don't know how you didn't know that. Um, I think he <laughs> tweeted it. I kind of no, forgot I didn't it too, though. I didn't realise he was Australian. I know who, who, I know who he is, but I didn't realise he was Australian. Nor did I... Who is it? I mean, the bigger one is probably... Um, oh, God, I forgot his name now. The guy with the animals. Oh, Steve Jesus. Owen. Thank Steve you. Irwin. Yeah, yeah. See, I knew a lot about him. I completely forgot that he was. But some of the names they were saying, like uh, Mel Gibson. Mars, why are you reminding me of that again? How <laughs> in the name of God can you? I not told know you that why Steve because Irwin I told you why Australian. because when I came, okay, when I came to the UK, he was probably huge when I came to the UK, right? But I'll, pro I'll probably, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't my favorite, it wasn't my pick of TV shows. But then when he died, it was a big thing, and I remember then then his daughter taking over and stuff like that. And then you you hear a lot about him, but I probably never heard him speak to realise the accent. So it never really clicked. Oh, yeah, wearing, but the daughter he's wearing, thing. he's wearing khaki shorts and t-shirt. He's got yeah, blonde hair. So, so does, so does Bert His Will. daughter, so Bindi Irwin, was so overexploited. It was actually ridiculous. You probably wouldn't have seen it at, to no, the same never, degree outside of Australia, but no. she was like a young kid and she was just everywhere. Like, yeah. I remember the, that. The wife just, being... like, pimped her out all over the place. Wrong, wrong, wrong. We've um, gone a bit off topic here anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that, that show, Adam, reminds me of Empire. I don't know if you've ever watched it. The show that you were just explaining reminds me of Empire, which is also, it's like a music company, bit of mm. gangsters and the family dispute mm. about who owns what stuff. But, yeah, it sounds good. Anyway, sorry. Back on topic. There we go, Don. Thanks, Mars. Um, and the final question on tonight's show is you have to tell us one guilty pleasure and one bad habit that you have. So my guilty pleasure is some reality TV program. <laughs> uh, my two favourites are probably uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, uh, yes. speaking of Australia. And, Excellent, uh, yeah. And Excellent. Never watched it. Oh, so, the the first one is all good, Adam. <laughs> the second one less so. <laughs> well, you're really, I, really missing out. You are missing out, Don. Um, you know, I don't know what he means about missing out, but I'm telling you, you you're missing out. Um, 
Like, yeah, there's some. I don't, I don't have FOMO <laughs> though, Mars. <laughs> Nicely dropped in, Don. Listen, listen, nice, it's all you. about the YOLO. Watch these programs, yeah? Um, anyway, I'm a celebrity, no. you see. Sorry, Adam, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's just, I think it's because there's something so nice about switching your brain off and just, especially with Made in Chelsea, watching people who are so laughably rich. Like, <laughs> yeah, laughably rich and stupid, but making yeah. the same mistakes over again. I find it hilarious. I completely agree with you. When I said this to the guys, they laugh at me, but you can actually just de-stress. It's a bit like Friends, where you can just have it in the background, you laugh, exactly. but you don't have to think about things. There's nothing yeah, clever exactly. about what what's going on. Uh, it's just yeah. it's ridiculous. Exactly. But I, I can't stand stupid people, though, so I don't really like watching people yeah. who are taken... <laughs> Uh, but it, the other, um, the I'm a celebrity. What I love about that is the, is seeing people desperate to hang on to a little bit of fame, and they're so desperate that they'll go and put themselves through torture. See, it's so, just uh, a knockoff of Survivor, that. which I still love. Survivor. It's like on its fiftieth season now, or something. Um, Sorry, you know Ian Wright in this year's I'm a Celebrity. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. See, he's gonna make me want to watch it because I like him. Like. I, I stopped watching it because it just it got overdone. And like Don said, there's some people that I didn't even recognise were on it. Now, until Harry Redknapp came on, and he, mm. he cracked me up. He was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, I'm going to watch it because of right Because actually, I like it. He's funny. Adam, it's been fantastic getting to know you. Thanks a million for coming on The Three Amigos. Uh, thanks very much for having me on, guys. I've really enjoyed it. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo. Wherever they need us, our destinies lead us, amigos, we're always... That was brilliant, Adam. And Thanks, Mel. Can you give You're... Pepe a hug for me? Of course. Of course. Thank you. And the dog. And the dog. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was it was pretty it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> Don, Don is oh, just oh, Mars. Don, oh, Don, Don, Don is just getting the joke now. He's just getting the joke like as we speak. This happens a lot, Adam. A meerkat talk, you know? <laughs> I, I I really want to I want to leave that part in. <laughs> you should. You should. You should. <laughs>